Marvel Maniacs. Welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 296. We're recording this on Monday, February 13th, 2023. I'm Tim. Joining me tonight, not John, not Sheba. It's, I'm sorry, sir. What's your name again? Actually, through most of high school, my nickname was not John, not Sheba. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I go and by Eric now, though. You go by Eric now. Okay. Very good. Usually. Good. Uh, Eric, thanks for thanks for for coming on the show again. Hey, thanks for having me, and it's a good time to be on the show because of some of the content from last night's Super Bowl. Yes, yes, which is why I was uh, pretty excited to to do this week's show. Um, and scheduling is tough, obviously. Uh, we, as mm. I just mentioned, we don't have John and Sheba here tonight. Um, with tomorrow being Valentine's Day, there's some other scheduling stuff, and then both John and I are on the road starting Wednesday. Uh, not together, completely separate destinations. Um, but that obviously would have uh, thrown some some additional hurdles into recording. So, And what um, horrible timing, too, because I thought this episode was going to be Sheba leaking everything about Quantumania. And now, by the time she gets back <laughs> on again, we will have already seen it. So where's the fun in that? Yeah, yeah. She, <sighs> she actually Sheba. even asked me, she's like... Um, you know, it's basically an, oh no, when am I going to get to talk about, about the premiere? Um, and obviously a spoiler free premiere thing because, you know, NDAs and such. Um, but, uh, you know, I told her, Hey, if she can get it in before the, before we, we, before next week, basically, uh, when we, uh, when we cover the movie, um, then, you know, she can still talk about the premiere experience. Which is basically yeah. what we should what she'd be talking about anyway, with a, you know, a thumbs up or thumbs down on the movie, because I think that's yeah, pretty much all they're allowed so to say. So right now, yeah, yeah. Let, let's not without burn talking about that it. might prevent her from getting invited <laughs> to future events. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's just as a reminder, of course, Guardians of the MCU's part of the Random Chatter Network. Please do check us out at randomchatter.com for information on all of our shows. Membership through Patreon, access the Escape Hatch Discord channel, and show merchandise from T Public. Um, also we mentioned last week, please do leave us a review, uh, wherever it is that you get your podcast that you can also leave reviews. Cause you know, you can't do that on like all the apps and such. Um, we, we did have one review left for us by Brian last week. Thank you, Brian. Uh, he did that over on, um, uh, Apple podcasts. Um, of course you can do it there. You can do it. Google, you can do it all sorts of places. Um, as I long usually, as it's online. That's the key. I mean, you can yeah. do it offline too, if it's to a friend, but online is preferable. Yeah. 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 It's cause we, we like to read them, especially when they're good ones. If they're not good ones, we may ridicule you on the show. Um, no, that, so yeah. that could make you famous. <laughs> Don't but. say that because you're going to encourage people to do it so that they can get on the show <laughs> and see how we're going to ridicule them. So let's not open that can of worms. That's it true. will happen. That's true. And, 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 and we do yeah. want, you know, we, good ratings, obviously, because that helps to, to, uh, ele elevate the show in the listings and more people will see it and more exposure and, and, you know, and it helps, helps grow the community grow of the which community. you, the listener are a part. That's right. That's right. And you could be even more active in the community if you uh, joined the Escape Hatch Discord channel. Yes. Um, and you know what, Tim? I think um, as more people start picking up Marvel Snap, mm. that Discord channel might be, well, not just channel. It, it's a server with multiple channels. And uh, mm. that might be a good place for people to meet up and share game codes. So especially if you're listening and you play Marvel Snap, why don't you hop in and we'll get some games going. Yeah. Try yeah, to get things absolutely. as interactive and as engaging as possible. Uh, so I was talking to uh, my cousin today, Don, who was, um, um, he hosted the sports show that we had on the network uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. And um, he has recently picked up Marvel Snap. And when I mentioned that uh, there might be a podcast, he said, you guys want an occasional guest host? I'm in. I'm like, okay, they're, they're, <laughs> tell they're him to get up. into discord and, and we'll start doing some games together and we'll get that, uh, yeah. get some conversations going and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we should let's talk see. more about that. We should, we should. All right. With that folks, let's get on for news.
First off, uh, Disney Plus has confirmed some 2023 MCU releases. Uh, basically stuff that we knew for the most part. They obviously confirmed Secret Invasion because that's going to be coming up pretty soon. Um, they confirmed Loki Season 2 also coming up pretty soon. Um, one nice confirmation that they gave us, actually the last confirmation they gave us, was the X-Men 97 uh, the, the, the animated series continuation of the animated series will be premiering in 2023. Um, wow. Nice. Yeah. It was originally slated for fall of 23. There were some rumors that it might be delayed, but it th seems that those rumors are unfounded and, and we're still good to go. Um, good. even if it's not fall, it might be winter, you know, before the new year or whatever, but where it seems we're on track. Um, they did that's indicate exciting. it is, it is. I'm super excited about that. Um, just, yeah, that's probably I mean, one any of, the... of us who watched that show. Oh yeah. I'm such like, I grew up in that era of X-Men, not from when the, the cartoon was released, but the comics, like the late eighties, early nineties, especially mm -hmm. early nineties. Um, that was like my introduction into Marvel actually for the most part was, um, like when I really sank my teeth into it, it was the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont. Yeah. Um, the blue team and gold team stuff. And, and this comic book is, or I'm sorry, this cartoon series is retelling a lot of those stories from the comics. And, and so I am just thrilled that this is coming back. I'm so glad it's not getting delayed or canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. Um, they, they did mention so that, that this was not a complete list. Um, and so we obviously do have other things for, 2023 that we've been expecting, uh, like Echo, Ironheart, What If Season 2, uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, that that we've been hoping are going to be releasing at some point in 23. We expect that they still will. Um, I'm a little aggravated that we still don't have even a date for Secret Invasion. Um, mm, yeah. A little aggravating. You know, I kind of want to know. I suspect it, it probably does seem after odd. Mando Season 3. It's so close. It's unusual for them to not have a release date yet. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, either that or basically they might very well be waiting to get through Quantumania. And then yeah, once Quantumania has but... been out for a couple weeks, then maybe they'll announce that. Um, I don't know. I don't um, know. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching. I don't know. I don't know what the excuse might be or the reason for it. Yeah, I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But let's hope you're right. After Quantumania, which is coming out next week. Yeah. You this know, week. maybe we'll get... This I'm week. sorry, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I got my weeks messed up. A couple of days. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, had read an article on the Direct, um, which was talking about this, um, this, this confirmation of, of releases, and they mentioned a second season of I am Groot hmm. might be released in 23. Um, that was not on our radar at all. We, there was never any discussion that we ever heard anywhere of there being a second season. I wouldn't yeah. even call what we got a season and I loved it. I thought they were great. I thought they were fantastic. They were really well done shorts. They were I just kind of never, fun. yeah, I never considered a series of whatever it was five or six shorts to be a season of anything. I just thought, Oh, Hey, random thing. I know right. technically it has to be assigned a season, but, um, but they didn't yeah. even treat it on Disney plus like a show, right? They didn't have like its own page and stuff. Each one of them were almost treated like a little mini special, like the yes. Simpsons specials where they get their own pages. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting because I viewed them as a, a season of sorts. So that release type was was odd to me but i don't know i i think it's good that they're doing these kinds of things because they're these you know the fun little vignettes tossed yeah. in here and there like in between things so i'm happy about this but no i hadn't heard anything about this either this is kind of out of the blue yeah yeah uh hmm. let's see kevin feige we know him uh, he confirmed that Marvel Studios uh, works in, quote, about three phases at a time. Um, and he kind of alluded to the fact that that is what they're sticking to for each saga. So obviously the Infinity Saga was the first uh, uh, the first three, the multiverse, multiverse saga? 
that what they're calling it? Um, uh, is is this so. present phase? I thought I had it written down here somewhere. I should know that. Um, and then there are already things brewing for the next. Yeah. The next trilogy yeah. of phases. So, cause we're, we're, uh, officially now in, um, phase oh, five. I'm sorry, we will be, uh, officially with quantum mania will be in, in phase five. And, um, so, you know, presumably they're already looking beyond this particular saga, this, this three phase trilogy of sorts. Can I throw in something? that has been making the rounds online about this phase. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I don't remember the source on this and I apologize, but I want to say it was one of those things that come from the Hollywood reporter or variety or something like that, but I can't confirm. So I don't want to claim that per se. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but it has been reported that the only phase five, content that's going to be related to the multiverse is going to be Quantumania, Loki 2, The Agatha Show, and, oh shoot, off the top of my head, see, I should have written this down for the show notes, but there's only going to be four projects tied into the multiverse. So things like Secret Invasion is not going to cover it. Yeah. Um, any any of the other phase five things are are not going to be directly, oh, Marvel's was the other. Yeah, so I, and and that that quite honestly makes sense. Um, because, yeah, Phase Five, one, two, three, four, five. So the six movies that we know of um, that are slated for Phase Five, and this is pretty definitive. I don't think they're sneaking in another movie in here anywhere. Um, Quantumania, Guardians Three, The Marvels, uh, Captain America: New World Order, Thunderbolts, and Blade. Those are the five or six five uh, five phase movies. So yeah. yeah, what you said absolutely makes sense. I, I I don't see them, I don't see them, you know, messing with it for Captain America movies. Those are very grounded movies, right? Um, Thunderbolts is not going to be. Thunderbolts is using the same characters that we're familiar with anyway, and mm -hmm. kind of also very Captain America ish in terms very of the ground world level. that it's in. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Blade. I don't think so. Blade. I think is just really going to be pushing the exploration of supernatural stuff further than like what we've gotten from, uh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Um, or, or from moon Knight. So I think that's just going to push that a little bit more. So yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. It's interesting though. I I'm curious as to how the internet is going to react because a lot of people complained about how phase four didn't seem to be going anywhere. And they forgot that that's kind of what the first phase of the trilogy typically does. Yeah. I think, it was just more difficult because it was so much content that came out in phase four. If you look at the quantity of content and I think that that's what kind of threw people. So now as we're going into phase five, if we only have four pieces of content between the movies and the shows covering the multiverse that we're now supposed to be so excited about, I'm wondering if we're not going to get pushed back on the net about the fact that it feels like they threw it out there. They got us excited about it. And then we're just kind of sitting on our hands until the next phase. Yeah. I don't know how I'm okay with it again. Like you said, looking at the list of content, especially the films, not a big surprise, but I'm wondering how the emotional response is going to be. I, you know, the thing is to me, it makes sense. Not everything, you know, when we look at the, the comic universes that we have, mm -hmm. there are plenty of things occurring in, in, in comic books in, a certain series or even a some big crossover event that aren't referenced at all in another series. They, yeah. they simply don't matter. So, I mean, if you have these, you know, more or less, um, I mean, you know, Captain America is tough. I, I don't want to call him a street level hero because Captain America has always been like kind of next level, you know, like above True. like a daredevil punisher, you know, that kind of character. Um, but still, I mean, he's, he's next level and kind of that grouping of characters. They're not really messing with the multiverse. They're not, their superpowers right. don't put them into that. They're not dealing with, you know, we don't expect to be seeing them dealing with Dr. Strange. I mean, they, they did obviously at the end of the infinity saga, but I think like 
their interaction with magic is probably done for a while. It's not going to be a regular thing because they want to be able to tell their own stories. They don't want to be sucked into right. space or sucked into an alternate universe or anything like that. I So I, I think that Marvel Studios is, is one, drawing on that example of the comics, but also saying, hey, look, we have a bunch of very distinct characters. We want to be able to tell their stories. Not every character needs to be pulled into some big central storyline. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good with it. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I, I say, let, let the characters dictate the stories that they're involved in. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but that's not, it's, that's a, that, that's a worthwhile discussion. Uh, th- thank you for, for bringing that up. Um, and I think we, we've kind of, we've alluded to that here on the show a few different times. Mm-hmm. talking about just kind of these different like buckets that you could put a lot of the heroes into, you yeah. know, you have your space people, your mystic people, your supernatural people, your street level, your, your other, again, the, the Captain America group, that other super powered, you know, so you, you have all yeah. these different buckets and yeah, they're, they're just, they're, they're not all necessarily going to come into one giant crossover. You're um, not going to have the daredevil show focus on the multiverse. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for the character. Right. It really doesn't. So, yeah. Uh, let's see the, um, the Avengers assembled episode for Wakanda forever is up on Disney plus. Uh, we watched that yeah. last night. It is What'd fantastic. It um, is. Thoroughly enjoyed it. They did the same thing with it as they did in the movie. Of course. I mean, we would all expect that they, you know, we're going to talk about, the passing of Chadwick Boseman and how they dealt with that in the movie and, and all that. And of course the behind the scenes of how they dealt with that. Um, but then they also brought in clips of him as they were talking about him. They had clips of him on the set of the first movie and that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, there, there were tears, there were tears, um, but it's not all like that. They still very much get into the movie making and, and, and talking about a lot of those characters and, um, you know, training for fight scenes and the sheer quantity of special of, of uh, practical effects mm. um, that might yeah. have gotten some overlay of some visual effects, but like the underwater stuff was underwater. That was the single most fascinating thing about this episode to me was watching how they did the underwater stuff and how difficult it was and how practical it was. Um, there were some of it, that was what they called the dry water scenes yeah. where it, it was not underwater and they just kind of faked it. But the vast majority of it was the, you know, the wet water scenes where they were actually in a tank and the the physicality of, and, and the difficulty involved of filming that blew my mind. And they did a really good job. They focused a lot of time and a lot of detail on going over what was involved in that process. It was absolutely fascinating. It really was. And they're, you know, they're talking about those, um, uh, the dive suits that, um, uh, that Riri and, um, and Shuri were in Mm -hmm. when they're underwater. Was it, they were like what, $1.3 million or something. Right. Those Um, were the actual dives like rented. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. And then the amount of time that some of the actors had to hold their breath. Oh, yeah. And actually act under the water. And it was like, holy cow. Like, that's my mind was blown at how long some of them were able to hold their breath underwater after, you know, quite a bit of training, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, uh, especially some who, who uh, admittedly either didn't know how to swim or could barely yeah. swim before this. And so we're actually learning how to swim, but then also like, as you mentioned, like actively getting coached on how to hold their breath underwater, how to do things underwater. And it was cool seeing, you know, I, I always love the, you know, you, you, you have the camera that's taking the shot, but then with these behind the scenes things, someone else has a camera in back where you see the camera, you see the shot, and then you see all the extra stuff. Like the guy who's, uh, on the bottom of the pool, holding the character by the ankle. So the character doesn't like float away in the middle of their scene 
um, mm-hmm. like really, really cool. So, or like giving them a boost if they were, if they needed to like, you know, suddenly move somewhere underwater, that person's actually pushing them under the water. Uh, you know, just really like cool stuff. If I were underwater and someone were holding my ankles, I would freak. <laughs> that would be the end right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the th- I mean, the thing is they train so much with all these stunt oh, yeah. people and, and these, these off camera folks who support the stunts and all that. I mean, there's, there definitely, I'm sure becomes quite a bit of trust in these folks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, the amount of time they spent underwater and, and, and they did, they emphasize safety a lot. Um, right. Which is also a big part of, As of they the should. training too. Yeah. 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 This was one of the best episodes I think of Marvel assembled. I, I ranked this up with, uh, I liked the Shang-Chi episode quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And there have been some other really good episodes, but this one, um, some of the the filmmaking processes and the design processes they covered, um, in addition to the stuff about Chad, Chadwick Boseman, which I don't think really overpowered this episode. It was, no, I no. think the right amount, but there was a lot that they covered about the filmmaking process. And I thought this is definitely one of the best episodes of Marvel Assembled. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. I, I, I thought it was great. Uh, let's see. Matt Shockman, uh, he's the director of Fantastic Four, says that they expect to begin filming early in 2024. Uh, so they are obviously in their pre-production stages now. Um, he said that they are uh, kind of in the early casting process and have nothing to announce yet. So, But of course, that doesn't mean that they haven't um, mm-hmm. made any casting decisions here. Uh, it, it's That is... It's one of those statements that quite honestly says nothing. Like we gravitate toward it it and we talk about it. Here's what it says. When you say we have nothing to announce yet, that is not the same as saying we haven't cast anyone yet. Right. Because if they hadn't, they would say we haven't cast anyone yet. Leave me the hell alone. Right. Right. Because that's what that sentence means. We have nothing Mm -hmm. to announce yet is very different. They've done casting. Yeah. Yeah. And there have been some new reports that have been relatively well vetted that are very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of rumors around there. There's one you just mentioned to me not long ago. Who was it? So this came kind of out of the blue, but it came from multiple sources. And these were people who have gotten, you know, they were vetted. And when I say vetted, a lot of times it means that they've reported stuff in the past that has been proven accurate after the fact. And when you go back and look at their track record, they have a good track record. And the one name that's been floating around very recently for Reed Richards was Dev Patel. That's right. That's right who I would never have thought of, but he is such a brilliant actor. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could do really well in that role. Yeah. Very well. Yep. I agree. I'm on board with that. And then we've talked, I think, did we talk last time I was on about Adam driver? We did, I believe. So, um, it was either here or it was random chatter. One of the two, but I remember on the air saying, wait a minute. I wonder, I don't think, I don't think they want him for Reed Richards. I wonder if they're going to use him for Dr. Doom. That's and what we then, mentioned here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it it was, here. That conversation was here. Yeah. So then about a week and a half to two weeks later, all of a sudden reports started coming out. Hey guys, guess what? That wasn't for Reed Richards after all. I was right. Wow. This is not, this is not an announcement. This is not an announcement. These right. are, but are if, leaks. if that rumor or that leak is true, then yeah. 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 Then, then I get a little bit of street cred for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, you know, I mean, of of course it's funny because it's, it's almost typecasting, uh, to, to have him go from, um, um, from Kylo Ren. Thank you. Uh, you know, to this other masked menacing character, uh, over in the MCU, but it, it, you know, it, it could work. It could work. Typecasting is a real thing. Oh, it is. And typecasting oftentimes happens because people can, there's demonstrated success. Because and, they're really know, good at something. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I really wasn't a fan of the sequel movies for Star Wars, 
he did a pretty decent job as Kylo Ren. To, you know, if I if I try to take the character out of the story and like the yeah. story, I can if I can objectively look at the character. Yeah, not 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 a bad character. You know, reasonably well done, and I think he could do pretty well with Doom. So. I think he could be a great Doom. And I was kind of on the fence about Kylo Ren. I think he did an impressive job with what he was given yeah. for Kylo Ren. I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would still like to see Doom be a woman, but. Fair enough. I don't, I, I don't know that I'm going to win that. Yeah. So. Well, I uh, I hope that we get some casting announcements soon. Yeah. Uh, if they're filming early next year, I can't imagine that we're going to get out of this year without casting confirmation. Yeah. Oh, I agree. San Diego Comic-Con at the very least. Like yep. they might be saving it for then, but yeah, we'll get something before too long. I just don't understand why they don't, why they don't do a Marvel con. I, I mean, I don't know. It's a big enough universe to sustain a massive convention. I mean, I just if Star Wars it. can do it, Marvel can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I if you look at know. Star Wars Celebration, Lucasfilm doesn't run it. Reed Pop does. So maybe it's right. just an issue of getting some company to handle it. They could I... hire us. <laughs> they, yeah, they we'll rent out like a, a back room of a restaurant or something and yeah. uh, put some yeah, streamers absolutely. up and... Yeah. 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 We, we, we have a good time. Sure. Sell raffle tickets and stuff. Kevin Feige, you know where to find us. <laughs> uh, so our last item, um, and I say our last item, but you know, this will probably be 20 minutes. Uh, the guardians of the galaxy three super bowl trailer. Um, I did misspeak. I believe, uh, when I said last week that this was the first trailer for the movie, because it wasn't, we did have one prior to this. Um, but this is, um, this one was, was, was kind of long anticipated as I guess really more of a substantial trailer. The, the, the first thing that yeah. we got was long, um, but it was so rapid fire scene to scene. They didn't really paint much of a picture. This it was definitely first... a teaser. Yeah, but like a super long teaser. It like was. longer than most normal teasers. Um, True. This was much more in the traditional format of a trailer where we got fed a little bit more of, of story elements in this. Um, so I, Eric, kind of big picture with this. What, what, did, you, what did you think? I thought this was really good. So to be clear, if you watch the game, you'll have noticed that there was a, a commercial spot that was 30 seconds and it pointed you to a trailer on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It was saying the full trailer is now online. Go check it out. And so that's the trailer we're talking about is the three minute long trailer, not what aired during the Super Bowl on the air. Um, I thought it was really good. It gave a lot of information about... Um, I shouldn't say a lot of information. It gave a lot more than what we had before. You kind of had to infer things because it was still a montage of sorts, but we got dialogue. We got a little bit about the high evolutionary who's trying to create this perfect society. And, uh, and so is conducting experiments and such. And, and that's kind of where we're going here. And we saw a little bit of that community back in guardians Two. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be much, much more on that. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. If you go through frame by frame in this trailer, there's a lot in this trailer. Yeah. Yeah. A lot there of stuff really are. in the background. And yeah, I was impressed. What'd you think? Um, I thought it was good. I, I, I thought it was fun. Um, this obviously gave us our, our official confirmation um, well, I'm sorry. Last week we did have the uh, official summary come out of the trailer or come out for the movie rather that said that it would uh, much of the movie was going to be centered on rocket um, and, and, and rockets uh, rockets origin. Um, so this was really kind of our first uh, physical evidence of that. Also interesting to see that they apparently catch up with Gamora very quickly. Um, I, I it's, yeah, it's interesting. I, I think, you know, James Gunn probably looked at what was done 
in uh, in Endgame and said, hmm, okay, I'm going to tie that up really quick because I don't want the movie to be about him finding Gamora, uh, you know, trying to yeah. you know, traverse the entire galaxy to, to find her. So I, considering she was in the vast majority of that trailer, I strongly suspect that they find her pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Or, or at least seem... are reunited with her in another prison. Uh, Cause that's kind of what it looks like. This opens with, they're all wearing like orange or red jumpsuits. Yeah. I, what I find interesting about this trailer too, is that it's very clear. If you really, really look through it, the, the timeline of the trailer is all over the place in the movie. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. You have to look at not just some of the settings and the costumes they're wearing, but also audio cues mm -hmm. and the amount of reverb in different settings. Like there are things where you're hearing voiceovers and there are certain things on screen, but it's the same vocals as you're hearing from the the prison scene and, and things like that. Like it's uh, I, I wonder how much of it was designed to to confuse like to tease and confuse at the same time. Yeah. And which is, uh, not an abnormal thing. That's a, no, that, that kind of misdirection is, is so, you know, really common in these movies. Oh um, yeah. Which, which, you know, I'm fine with, um, for the most part, so long as, you know, we can still like build upon generally what, what to expect here. Um, mm -hmm. I do love, you know, very early in this trailer that they make the reference back to the conversation that occurred in the first movie, uh, using the phrase total dick. Um, it was, it's just fantastic. And so, you know, they have the yeah. whole thing here and, uh, you know, Quill's like, yeah, got Gamora back, but she's a total dick. <laughs> it just, it's, uh -huh. it's, I, I love that. It's just, it's very funny. I love the callback. Um, we have we have the high evolutionary, um, which is obviously associated with with Rocket's past and and, and his his origin past uh, past being a mammal. Um, mm -hmm. The the quote that Rocket puts out there of of he didn't make things perfect he just hated things the way they are, which is yeah uh, you know it makes the high evolutionary. It, almost seem a little more mad scientisty than well he sometimes was in the comics um the character's yeah, kind of but, gone I mean, he was kind of mad scientisty to some extent yeah like maybe not mad like as in unhinged and not in control of himself but definitely malevolent yeah yeah absolutely you know i want to say something so i've got the the trailer up here so i can scrub back and forth through it as we talk about it. And you're talking about that scene um, with Peter and um, Nebula and Gamora. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're in an elevator of some sort. I don't think those orange jumpsuits are prison suits. And here's why. There, there's no armed guard with them in this elevator. Peter Quill's holding a some kind of a ball device in, in his left hand. Mm-hmm. He has a gun in his right hand and Gamora oh. has a gun in her left hand down at their sides. And I didn't catch it until just now. Like that's how yeah. many little things there are in this trailer. I've gone through this trailer three times and I didn't catch those. Wow. I agree with you that I think they reunite with Gamora early in the movie because mm -hmm. there's a tone that's lighter and there are some really, really heavy tones yeah. throughout this trailer. So I think yeah. that this is something that happens sooner, but I don't think those are necessarily, there do appear to be some sort of like prison scenes and stuff, but I don't think that this is it. They also don't look like they're all torn up from after a fight either. So I don't True. think this is like a, they just escaped kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. They, they, their, their clothes do look pretty clean. Oh, so yeah. Um, and, and you know, we, we know that uh, at least from the holiday special, we know that, the guardians basically own nowhere yeah at this point so we expect a good part of this movie or some part of this movie at least is going to be on nowhere um 
And then part of this movie is going to be where the high evolutionaries headquarters is like some asteroid or moon or something, I think. And beyond that, you know, I, I'm not quite sure space, <laughs> space yeah. in general. Um, I love that scene of Quill and Groot back to back and Groot with like the four arms or six arms or whatever he had going. Yes. And they're both shooting like really, really cool scene. Very actiony. It throws know. back to that initial scene with Rocket and Groot from the first movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of ramp. It ramps it up. Yeah. Where Groot standing or Rocket standing on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that, this is like that times 3000. Yeah. And then we have Groot jumping down on top of Adam Warlock. So first of all, the, the differences with Groot, and we talked a little bit about this. Um, I don't know if you were on the episode, Eric, on here when we talked about the, the Guardians holiday special with just how different Groot looked. It looked like yes. a, I, I just wasn't crazy like about, suit. yeah, it looked very much like a rubber suit and I wasn't really thrilled with that. Um, I'm I'm hoping maybe they clean something up for for this movie a little bit because um, just the the appearance kind of bothered me. It looks that, better here. It actually does a little bit, and and I'm just I don't know I'm 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 hesitant to to jump right in completely, but I don't know, it may be either they had more time with it or Marvel kind of heard the feedback of hey Groot doesn't look too great. Yeah, let's let's do something else with that. Um. And and of course, you know, we've mentioned this before and they've they've reinforced this in the films. The group that we have now is not the group that we had in the first movie. And um, right. so this offspring of Groot or offshoot, I think we might say, <laughs> um, I don't know, he's he's uh, well, he's younger, I believe, than the group that we saw in the first movie. This one's bigger. He's he's a bulked up version of group. Um, yeah. Him dropping on top of me if I were Adam Warlock, which I wouldn't mind being Adam Warlock. Even if there's there's some mental health issues, but that's okay. Um, I I would not want that to happen. Um, but so, what's what's your impression, Eric, of Adam Warlock? There there's this. We know the high evolutionary is an antagonist in this. Yeah. And it certainly looks like Adam Warlock is an antagonist in this, at least for what I think will probably be part of the movie. Um, I don't necessarily think that the two are connected, that the high evolutionary and Adam Warlock are connected. Um, but I don't know what, what, what thoughts do you have? And I don't think there's any comic book reference for this to my knowledge. So I'm not aware of, a connection between the high evolutionary and Adam Warlock in the comics. However, as we've seen before, Marvel deviates a bit from the comics and kind of blends things together for the sake of clarity and ironically simplicity. Yeah. I do believe that in this movie, the high evolutionary has created Adam Warlock. That is my understanding of, and again, not spoiling anything. This is speculation. This is, there are a lot of conversations online about things. Um, and, and part so, of my. So you think the high evolutionary was the scientist that was uh, employed, I guess, by the, who are the people with the queen from the second movie? I, I don't even know that maybe he didn't create them. Oh, there. Oh. So his goal is to create this perfect civilization mm -hmm. and they were kind of close to that, or at least thought of themselves that way. Oh, that's, it true. would not surprise me if, um, that was some of his earlier work and that is the civilization that he is building. And because we know he started a while ago, I mean, with the experiments with rocket that we see in the trailer here. Um, and now Rocket is fully grown. He's been around for a while. This is not something that just happened like two weeks ago. This dude's been at it for a while. I think he built that civilization. I could be wrong there, but I'm highly confident that Adam Warlock is meant to be his next phase of, of evolution, like the perfect being. And my interpretation of things is that 
this is the birth of Adam Warlock. This is him just coming into uh, creation, into reality. Like it's, we're we're going to see someone just out of the womb, so to speak. We saw the pod he was in yes. at the end of uh, Guardians 2. So I think this is going to be the young, um, naive, just out of the pod Adam Warlock. Not really sure. truly knowing what's going on. Um, and we see some conflict in the trailer directly with Adam Warlock. We see uh, him fighting Drax, which I think we'll come back to in a bit. Mm-hmm. And there's also a scene in the first trailer that came out. I want to say, was it three months ago, five months ago? The teaser you were referring to earlier yeah. opens with the scene with them landing on a planet that looks identical to Earth, except the uh, people are all made up of different animals. Yes. They're anthropomorphized mm-hmm. animals. And, and we get, the you know, the girl throwing the ball, Drax throwing it back at her head. People start throwing rocks. It gets out of right. hand. Um, well, it looks like there's a battle scene that happens there in the trailer. If you start doing freeze frames and stuff and you see Gamora carrying what appears to be an unconscious rocket through yes. the streets as people are fleeing back into their homes. And you also see a shot of Adam Warlock flying at full speed through what looks to be a human neighborhood, which I assume is this same planet. So, right. Whether he is part of the conflict, whether he's fighting them there, whether he's joining them there, it's not clear, but it does seem to lead us to believe that Adam Warlock is at odds with the Guardians for most of the of the film. Yeah. And so we had um, uh, the, the, the people, the, the golden colored people from earlier, uh, well, and they also appear later in the second mm-hmm. Guardians movie. Those people are, are called the Sovereign. Um, and and their leader is uh, Aisha, and of course she, you know, basically vows to, uh, you know, she's she's creating Adam Warlock or somehow associated with the creation of Adam Warlock, uh, mm-hmm. with the intent of of sending him after the Guardians. So you know that's that's a storyline that is kind of continuing and and, and persisting. Um, so we, yeah, we, we know that we have that part and, and, and a lot of the, there are a lot of scenes that are very, uh, bright and fiery. And we do have at one point where we hear Aisha telling Adam Warlock to just burn everything. Um, I can't remember yeah. what the exact words were, but it was, it was, you know, so something to, to that tune. Um, um, also, so I just mentioned the one place that looks like Earth. It's clearly not with Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. The scene where you mentioned Groot dropping on Adam Warlock is actually in nowhere. Oh, okay. So there are a couple of different locations where they fight. It's not clear where the combat scene between Warlock and uh, Drax is. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's on nowhere. But yeah, this is clearly on nowhere. And there's another shot in nowhere where... Um, Oh, the guy who's taken over for Yondo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Played by uh, uh, Sean Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The name escapes me at the moment. Anyway, he's there and he's kind of like meditating with the little arrow thing. He's got the mohawk Mm -hmm. thing, too, like Yondo used to have, which is pretty cool. But so there's obviously some major battle that happens on Nowhere. Hmm? Craglin. 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 That's right. So, uh there are also a few scenes speaking of battle scenes. There are a few shots of the guardians going into battle and then coming out of battle with their proper uniform. Mm, Yeah. And, uh, the one scene with Nebula carrying Peter Quill, Mm -hmm. they're all in uniform. No, it's not Nebula carrying. Is it? He's all is. Yeah, it's Nebula to that scene. Yeah, Nebula is carrying Quill. Yeah. Okay. So her uniform is riddled with bullet holes. Well, there's another scene. This is the one I'm thinking of where it also looks like it's on nowhere because we have some residents of nowhere behind it. But the shot is established on Mantis and she's crying and it's kind of like focusing in on her. And after the reveal at the end of the holiday special, 
it makes you wonder if she's not crying over something happening to Peter. And we see him unconscious elsewhere. But she is all beat up from the battle. Nebula is covered in bullet holes and or burns. So whatever happens on nowhere looks like it's pretty intense. Yeah. And that that might be where uh, something happens to Peter. Yeah, it, it's nowhere where they're carrying. But here's the thing. The shot of nowhere where they're carrying Peter, two notable things about it. Um, well, actually three. Number one, they're not in uniform. Hmm. So it's a separate battle or right. a separate moment at least. Number two, the people around them aren't like all lined up as, you know, the, the hero from the battle is being mm -hmm. laid to rest or something like that. And then right. number three, Rocket is casually drinking out of a water bottle with a straw as they're walking. Oh, is he really? Oh, that's yeah. funny. I mean, go Rocket. <laughs> and they all look like annoyed or tired or something, but this is not a post-battle scene. It then makes me wonder, like, did they leave a bar? You know, what, 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 what happened here? It's, it's, yeah. I, I love when we get things, I appreciate when we get things out of context like that in a trailer, because it does lead us toward weird conclusions. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a number of statements, uh, throughout the trailer about family, uh, both, uh, Drax and Quill, um, mention family and then, but th there's, and but then also there's like a lot of finality to it. There's the, the quote of one last ride. Um, there's one of uh, Rocket. Um, so it's actually that scene with Nebula carrying Quill, but it's clearly a voiceover in that. So we don't, you know, these could be very disconnected scenes um, with Rocket saying, we'll all fly away together into the forever and beautiful sky. Um so there is definitely some kind of finality to this. We know that this is the last Guardians movie. We know that the Guardians are basically, as a cohesive group, are going to be broken up. Um, we've we've heard, I believe it was actually from James Gunn that you know, quote, not all the Guardians are going to survive this. And yeah, this trailer is like kind of pushing hard about giving us some speculation of, of, of who might not make it. Um, there's obviously a lot of sadness and mortality that surrounds rocket through this whole thing. Um, we see earlier in the trailer, uh, and I believe this is where they're wearing the jumpsuits. Um, Grax has a big burn hole in his chest and he's, he's walking, but he's being assisted by two yeah. of the other guardians. Um, uh, and then we also have the scene, as you mentioned, of Quill actually fully being carried by Nebula, like Quill's unconscious. Um, you know, he's he's in her arms. So, yeah, just really interesting as to where it's it's kind of pushing us to think there there is a lot of true. I mean, truly, there's fire and brimstone. There is like cataclysmic kind of stuff in this this battle for survival mm -hmm. um but we don't know against two uh, again the high evolutionary is just seems largely a lot of flashbacks um the adam warlock stuff maybe he's the big antagonist but i kind of don't think he is especially if the main story is really revolving around rocket so i don't know i don't know it's it's uh story-wise i don't know what to think but I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm going to throw out a few things here. Yeah. So the, the quote from rocket that you just mentioned, um, listen to the audio there again, there's a little bit of reverb, almost like what you hear in a flashback. Mm. And we do get flashbacks of him and I forget the otter's name, but his, uh, uh Lila. Lila. That's right. Lila, the otter. Yep. And uh, so I wonder how much of that's not going to be flashbacks. I bet there's a um, lot of petting. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, so I think if it's going to be focusing a lot on Rocket, it would be especially, uh, we'll say powerful, maybe mm -hmm. not in a good way, to kill Rocket. Plus, 
there's a rule in Hollywood. You never kill the dog. And I, that's not a cut on rocket rocket is my spirit animal. Okay. I will be in tears if they kill rocket in this film, but whether it's an actual dog in a movie or a, a pet like companion like Chewbacca or something like that, you, you never kill off that character if you don't have to, because it's very easy to immediately get connected to those kinds of characters. I think it might not go well for them to kill rocket. However, it would make sense in that rocket is also very expensive because he's all CG. It would be a lot easier from a filmmaking perspective to kill him off. Uh, At one minute, 44 seconds into the trailer, the scene I was talking about before with Mantis crying and everybody shot up and, and all that. And this is on nowhere. Mm. Uh, which I wonder if maybe that's not one of the final battle scenes in the movie. We do not see Peter. We do not see Rocket. Mm. We do see Drax. So um, they're crying. Uh, We also don't see Groot, to be fair. But earlier in the trailer, we're talking about things being out of order. There's a little bit of a... scene at 141 where we get Mantis and Drax kind of waving at one. Well, we assume it's one another. We don't really know, but they're both wearing the same outfit and they both appear to be on nowhere. Mm. And the lighting is the same. And it seems to be some sort of a goodbye wave. So maybe Mm -hmm. Drax leaves, but doesn't die. Um, And then I'm scrolling backwards here at 131. There is a scene with Nebula Again, all shot up. So it's the same scene from where they're all standing around as if they're mourning somebody with Mantis crying. Um, Nebula is giving like a fist over her shoulder salute. And so is Groot. So we know Groot is alive in that shot I mentioned before at 141, even if he's not in that shot. Nebula as a character for her to do that kind of thing. It makes me wonder if it's not some sort of a funeral like scene. Mm. Yeah, that could make sense. And again, Drax is there. Rocket is not. Peter is not. Everyone else is accounted for except Craglin. Right. But I don't think they would kill off Yondu and then Craglin. And we also know that we're going to have a new team of guardians coming out of this. And so we're speculating Cosmo, Mantis, Craglin, yeah, and then we don't really know beyond that. I, I was actually going to mention uh, when you said the thing about killing the dog that there is a literal dog in this. There's a literal um, dog, yes. Which doesn't which see is, much combat. Which is Cosmo. Um, yes, and of course we first saw Cosmo uh, in in the um, when the Russians launched their satellite into space with the dog in it. Well, that, th- that was in real life, but I mean, but that in was the... the origin of Cosmo. That's oh, yeah. How oh, absolutely. People yeah. don't know that. That's where Cosmo came from. It was yeah. like to make the kids who were learning about this in school less sad because that's a really kind of messed up thing to introduce to elementary school kids. But so Cosmo's we... alive and has powers now because we shot a dog into space. Yes. To his death. Russians. Yeah. Uh, Soviets. Soviets. I'm sorry. Good point. Good point. I will walk that back. Yes. Um, so yeah, we, we do have a uh, Cosmo, the space dog. Uh, she appears in this and, uh, and, and apparently does become part of the team. Uh, now Cos- mm-hmm. Cosmo is, is telepathic, which then means that presumably there is going to be a voiceover for Cosmo for when they hear her in their heads. I want to know who's voicing Cosmo. Um, is it Tara Strong? Oh, do we know that? Uh, holiday special. Cosmo has a voice box. Cosmo has lines in the holiday special. That's right. Oh, that's right. And, and yes, it is Tara Strong. Uh, and I love Tara Strong's work, but I did not like Cosmo's voice, to be honest. It felt very childish and Cosmo is uh, actually leads the guardians, not like on point on missions, but he's like their commanding officer back at headquarters in the comics. Yeah. 
So to have like a childlike voice for Cosmo felt weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll have to see where um, I'm thinking where I'm thinking they goes. kill they kill Peter and, and Rocket. And I'm gonna be very sad about Rocket. And I think Drax is gonna walk off into the sunset. Yeah. Um I'm also curious as to how the high evolutionary comes into this. Yeah. Because I'm not sure that he's the type to be adventurous and be out seeking Rocket. So I have to imagine that there's a reason then that Rocket is compelled to see him. And I'm wondering if maybe that might have something to do with like maybe Quill gets injured and Rocket thinks, you know what? It's a crappy decision because it's the only idea that I have, but there's someone I know who might be able to patch him up kind of thing. I don't know. That's a good point. I, I think that Adam Warlock is going to come in early in the movie um, because Aisha is going to throw him at them and he'll track them down in nowhere and large battles ensue. Um, and then maybe that's the thing that, you know, again, someone is injured and maybe gets them to the high evolution. I don't know. I'm just making this stuff up as I go. So that's, that's you know, my there's, there's one other moment in the trailer we didn't talk about, and that's a minute and 45 seconds in where it looks like so we see a, a white uh, accordion style tube that you would often see in either a lab or uh, a medical setting. And it's a close up of Peter Quill's face and it looks like he's screaming no. And it's got like the saliva and everything like he's this is more emotional than we see him even than when Gamora dies in the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. Like this is, it looks like he's leaning over someone's dying body. Yeah. Yep. So we didn't get to touch on that either. It's not clear, but it looks like he's in uniform. Yeah. As I'm looking at this more, it looks like he's, he's actually in uniform. So I, that's another thing that we're not sure on what's going on. That could be maybe rocket goes first and then Peter. Yeah. Yeah, oh, be. one last thing I wanted to point out about that shot I was referring to with um, Mantis standing there crying and then Nebula, Drax and Gamora um, and some other people from nowhere are all looking like toward the camera. There's one spot left there. So it's almost like a missing man formation as far as the way they're standing. Uh, Marvel so has been known be edited out. to edit people out of trailers before. Yeah. It would not surprise me if that's either Rocket or Peter who's supposed to be standing there and they edited it out for the trailer to make people wonder yeah. who might make it and who doesn't. Because they're clearly aware that these conversations are going on online. Well, and they're probably like, hey, I bet that the Guardians of the MCU are going to talk about this next week. So let's see, let's see what crazy directions we can get them to go in. Touche, Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're yeah. it's all right, Kevin. We we know you're listening, buddy. We know you're listening. <laughs> I'm on the show. We'd love to have you. I'm sure we can factor we can schedule you in somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's probably contract issues and stuff. That's okay. You could even <laughs> send you could send one of your minions in to talk to us. We'd be okay with that. We could. Yeah. We yeah, would absolutely. not consider that disrespectful. We would welcome it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to wind up this show. Uh, Eric, thank you very much for guesting in and talking, uh, especially about the trailer. Um, I, I know you like tearing apart trailers, and so that's oh, a, yeah. it's a, a, a fun thing to do. Um, it is always to, to a pleasure to be them here. with you. So, yeah. Uh, next week, we should have um, John and Sheba and I uh, talking about uh, Quantum Mania, which I'm very much looking forward to. And uh, that's it. So take care, folks. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.